Welcome to the HD CEO Psyche Podcast. I am your host, Ashley Brianna Eve. This is the show for the sacred rebel entrepreneurs who are ready to experience power, purpose, and prosperity in business their way. I am a leading human design business expert trained by the official schools and certified Gene Keys mentor studying with Richard Rudd. This is a no bullshit podcast bringing you alignment and ass kickery to help you embody your design, rewire your beliefs, and scale your soul-led business in a way that simplifies making money online. Now, fair warning, I am a fan of the cursey words, so if that is not your jam, this is likely not the place for you. If it is, welcome to the family, and I can't wait to get to know you. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. It is so nice to be back with you and here with another episode for the HD CEO Psyche. You can probably tell I am quite congested. I have been sitting on this episode for just over a week now when I first got sick and there was no longer the ability to wait. I wanted to get this out for you. I wanted to deliver this to you and provide a glimpse behind the curtains of the manifester type. I work primarily with manifestors in my one-on-one coaching container, and this is not because it's a requirement. It's not because I don't work with other types. I just seem to attract a lot of manifestors, and particularly manifestor fifth lines. And as a little aside, it's funny because Ra Ruhu had said about manifestors that there's this grittiness about them. There's this almost meanness about them. And he didn't mean it as in mean as bad or rude, just this blunt way of addressing life for the manifestors, especially with that orc type, right? That closed and repelling aura. And I think manifestors appreciate that about me, (laughs) of that ability to hold space for that and guide that type of powerful energy. And I do have a little bit of that rough around the edges energy myself. I always joke that it is a blessing. I was born a generator fourth line. I'm a four six because I don't know if uh, (laughs) the world could handle me with a manifestor aura, especially with a fifth line on top of that. That good old fourth line provides a little bit of a buffer zone for me. So it's safe to say I love the manifestor type. I'm a little bit obsessed. I have a little bit of a crush on them and I wanted to show them some love. And this episode also was inspired by my upcoming mastermind. We are just finishing the generator version of type specific. Well, the generator one right now is a program. I was dipping my toes in, seeing if I was going to have fun with type specific offers. So I did it as a program first to dip my toes in. I'm obsessed with it. The energy of having one type in the same room is incredibly powerful and a catalyst for massive change. And it's a lot of fun for me as well to be able to really hone in and go deep with one type. So doing the generator program sparked the interest in basically centering my business on type specific masterminds. So the manifestors are the first to go up, obviously, (laughs) the innovators in this new format within my business. 
the innovators, the mastermind, unleash your impact is now today's the August the 19th. It is opening to the VIP waitlist today, which I had hoped to do a little bit more promotional content for. <laughs> and then I was taken out of the game last week with a horrendous flu. So that was put on hold. But I have the VIP waitlist that's going to get first dibs today. And then next week, which is the week of August 22nd, closer to the end of next week, I'm going to be opening enrollment for a manifester only masterclass. So it's a paid masterclass and that will be happening in September and it will lead us directly into the manifester mastermind. So anyone that isn't on the VIP waitlist will have a chance to jump into the mastermind after that masterclass. So I'm super excited about what's to come. It's really exciting the changes that are happening behind the scenes right now. And I think it really required this flu to get me to slow down and look at the business in a different way and further allow myself to innovate my business, innovate the direction of my business and innovate the offers that I bring forward. And for me, a little bit of a behind the scenes for me, simplicity is key. In the beginning of my business, I was all about the excitement and the flash and the constant launches and it works until it doesn't. And the last, I'd say about year and a half, I've been focusing on scaling back the business and really making it simple. Simple so that it's sustainable and scalable without constantly requiring more of me. And also from that perspective, I'm able to go a lot deeper in what I do offer. And I really believe that the type specific masterminds is going to just blow the lid off of how masterminds are done in the human design space, in the online coaching space, and how we approach working with all of the types. And what really sets me apart is, of course, all of my training at the International Human Design School and BG5. I am a certified BG5 consultant. In the fall, I'm starting more training at BG5, the BG5 Institute in profit potential and business cycles. So you are truly getting, when you work with me, not just someone that understands the surface levels. I understand the depth of your design and I'm really excited for this opportunity to go really deep in some high level work with you guys. So Innovators, the mastermind is what really brought me to this episode today for you guys and deciding that I think it was time to put out an episode where we went into really what is a manifester, what is an innovator? The innovator is the BG5 term. So without further ado, let's get into this. The manifestors, like I was saying, is a human design term. Ra-Uruhu created the human design system, the science of differentiation, and BG5, which is the business application of it. And what my clients notice in coaching with me is that BG5 uses a lot more practical language. And Ra-Uruhu said that was one of the hurdles when he was creating BG5 to work with businesses and CEOs and organizations was bringing them terminology that wasn't super spiritual. The reality is if we look at the human design language, it doesn't really apply to business. And if anything, I feel it can create a little bit more confusion in business than clarity. And not everyone actually 
desires the spiritual awakening component. I love that I can bring both to my clients and working with C-suite executives, directors, actors, for example, they don't necessarily desire the spiritual awakening component. They want to know how to leverage their strengths, be better at their craft, and for businesses, increase profit potential. And that doesn't necessarily require a spiritual awakening. So there are the two streams. And I tend to use the words interchangeably on the podcast as well, because I find most people find me from the human design stream. And I also want the information to be applicable for those that find the podcast and don't really know a whole hell of a lot about human design. So the manifestors are the innovators. And something that I'd like for everyone to keep in mind as well is there's approximately 69,120 different incarnations that can happen for the manifester alone with millions of different blueprint configurations under the surface. So that would be below what you essentially see on the body graph. So there's so many variations. So when I talk about manifestors and innovators or any other design, it's so important to realize that type is truly a brushstroke over a broad range of beings and ways of doing business because each design is going to have a very unique way of addressing the nuances of growth in business based on their unique configuration, which is one in a million. It's literally your fingerprint. How I approach business, even from just the perspective of a manifester with a fourth line versus a manifester with a fifth line is completely different. And then when we go really deep with those that are looking for just the smallest adjustments to how they're using their energy or how they're addressing sales in their business and marketing, we can even go as deep as distractions within undefined gates or channels. So it is just important to realize as we go that this is a general overview of the manifester or innovator. And also keeping that in mind when you're scrolling the online space and you see these very general memes, memes, I'm old, I'm not sure how you're supposed to say that, or viral posts on Instagram. Just because something went viral doesn't mean it's necessarily true. And even deeper than that doesn't mean that it actually applies to you, even if it's a viral post on a second line and you are a second line profile. There are so many nuances to the design. And even in my generator program right now, we did a class on distractions through the open centers and how we can get distracted through our openness and that pulls us off track in business or with sales. And I got a question from someone saying, well, I have a defined ego, yet I identify with the characteristics you're saying of the undefined ego. What does that mean? And I said, very often where we think the not self is coming from, it's not actually coming from that place. So someone may have a defined ego, identify with the nuances of the undefined ego, but when we pull back the layers of what's happening in that person's psyche and what the true fears are or what the true limiting beliefs are under the surface, we might find it in a gate or a channel in the profile or in the incarnation cross. There's so many places that we can see the nuances of distraction or alignment in a body graph. 
And of course, that's why I'm so excited to do masterminds that are type specific and really leverage this as a way to go deep with you on your design because there truly are those nuances and those nuances matter in how we approach business. The manifestors truly are the gateway openers, the initiators, the original trailblazers. Now, the manifestor aura is closed and repelling, which is not meant in a negative way. I find that manifestors tend to cringe when they hear that in the beginning, although they do begin to embrace that and also love it when they learn how they can leverage that as a strength. And I also find as well and I've had people on Instagram or Facebook come out in defense of the manifester and feel as though they need to fight for the rights of the manifester, saying there's nothing closed and repelling about them. There's nothing bad about them. These are all our projections. Nothing has meaning until we give it meaning. And raw did not mean, and I do not mean something offensive or bad or that you need to fix about yourself when the terms closed and repelling are used for the manifestor aura. In fact, it's actually a huge disservice to begin changing the words to try and make people feel better. One, I find it's not giving your clients enough credit. It's not giving those you work with enough credit that they don't have the emotional intelligence to see and handle and hold space for such a powerful aura. And two, it's about changing our perception of words. It's about really looking at why do I feel that a closed or repelling aura is negative or something bad about me? And sometimes there is conditioning or trauma around that from the time you were a child, if you are a manifester, and the fact that there was a lot of control placed on you or maybe certain things that parents had said to you, which now you are linking to it must be because of that closed and repelling aura. The closed and repelling aura must be bad. That must be why I have issues with connecting or attachment. So it's really important that when we are looking at the closed and repelling aura that we're not coming at it from a perspective of it being negative. Anything in human design, anything in any design could be used as a strength or a weakness. And yes, that closed and repelling aura is definitely going to cause resistance if the manifestor is not informing. And that is why it's so important for us to learn about our type and learn about our design and work, business and career because it gives us that unique opportunity to see why certain things are working for us and why other things are not. And it allows us to take our personal power back and make changes in a way that's in alignment for us. And for the manifestor, of course, that is through informing others before they act. So there is no negative or type. Closed and repelling does not mean that it is bad. It simply means that when you take action, your closed and repelling aura kind of parts the seas in front of you, if you will, so that you can go out and innovate and create. The manifestors are naturally highly creative beings. And that closed and repelling aura allows you to be creative, allows you to be innovative, so you wait to be initiated by the next correct impulse of inspiration, which does not come from the mind. That's so important for manifestors to understand. It's not what your mind thinks is inspirational or what your mind thinks you should do in business or what your mind thinks will be successful in business. Your highly creative beings 
And that closing repelling aura works for you when you wait to be initiated by the next correct impulse of inspiration. So yes, even manifestors are waiting. We are all waiting for an external initiation into our process. Therefore, the manifestor is waiting for that external inspiration, which initiates the process. So when manifestors are operating from inspiration and not the mind, they're able to move forward in a really innovative way after informing the true trailblazers bringing forth something that we've never seen before. And as a manifestor, waiting, of course, is going to look a little bit different because it's all about that inspiring spark that takes place. This is not from another person inviting the manifestor. That's the projector. And it's not from responding yes or no, like the generator. And it's not based on an emotional event like the reflector. You get initiated by the universe itself. You take that initiation, you process it through your being, and you present it to the rest of us in an innovative way, in a creative way. I love to use the analogy of a baseball game. The manifestors are the pitcher. When you get initiated into your process, you take it into your being, and you present it through that pitch to the rest of us to then take action, to give the manifestors something to respond to, the invitation for the projectors, and that emotional event for the reflectors. You are the true innovators. And this is not, again, it's so important to underline this. It is not an idea that you have. I get this question a lot with clients. Well, I had an idea for this. Okay, what's the motivation under that idea? And that's usually a question I ask to help to see, did this really come from the mind or did this come from an external initiation for the manifester? And if it's something like, well, I think it's a great idea because that will generate a seven-figure launch, or I think it's a great idea because that will get me seen and recognized, or I think that's a great idea because it makes the most sense. Those aren't true inspirations that come from the external world. And the manifester is very similar, not like a reflector. I think that's so important to discern, but very similar to the reflector in that you're both very connected to the cosmos in very unique ways. So it is very much the universe, source, God, if you will, that is initiating you into that process. And instead of moving from the mind, you are moved through the inspiration. And if you're a manifester, I'd love for you to write that down if you're able to or screenshot where you are in the podcast right now so you can make sure you write that down. It's not moving from the mind, it's being moved through inspiration. And those two paths determine the type of energy you have and determine the innovation that comes from it. Because the moving from the mind is usually going to be in response or from an invitation. We're moving through inspiration, being moved from the inspiration itself you're going to be innovating something that we have not seen before. And you're going to have a lot more energy and you are an energy type for that when you're not always trying to think and take action from there. The mind actually takes a lot of energy to think. And I find a lot of designs, although this applies more to the projectors and reflectors because they are non-energy types, 
think that they don't have energy and they're always burned out. And yet they spend their entire waking day overthinking things and in confusion and overwhelm and trying to figure things out. Well, of course, you're going to be low energy regardless of type if that is how you spend your waking hours because the mind actually uses a ton of energy to think and ruminate over things over and over again. And I really do believe no design is actually immune from that. It is part of the human experience after all. So it's important to understand that nuance as a manifester. And is this coming from an external source or is this coming from my mind and what I think is best? It's so important that the mind is our ally and not our decision-making tool. When our minds are ally, we can actually use it as an outer authority for others because it's not always entrapped in this cycle of thinking about everything and trying to figure things out for us. It actually frees up our mind to be the authority for others and especially for manifestors and the nuance in the application for manifestors, it frees up your mind for true innovation because thinking is not bad. If you get that spark of inspiration, you're being moved through the inspiration. Well, of course, we can leverage your mind and use the power of your mind to innovate something the world's never seen before. But if your mind's entrapped in what it already knows to be true, what it already sees around it, innovation will not flow from there. Imitation will. And I'm going to say that again. When you are trapped in the illusions of your mind and the not self of your mind, innovation does not flow from there. Imitation does. And then we put the manifester back in a cycle of responding and waiting for the invitation instead of true innovation and moving us all forward. So when you are waiting to be initiated, you are not static. This is not a passive process. You are still very present. You are within that creativity and allowing yourselves to be inspired by life itself. When I'm working with manifestors, I have certain aspects that are very important to the success of their process. And number one is time to simply be bored. It is within the boredom that inspiration sparks. It is within the boredom that creativity can flourish and this may seem counterintuitive, however, especially manifestors with a lot of individual activations who will go through periods of melancholy, allowing space to actually be initiated into the next spark is critical. You need oxygen for that spark to happen. And if you are not allowing yourself to breathe deeply and be present, there's not going to be enough oxygen for that spark. So manifestors that are constantly launching, constantly creating based on what their mind thinks they should do, or manifestors that are trapped on the hamster wheel within their business and one bad month away from disaster, what ends up happening is they get in this place where they have no choice but to constantly be putting something out to keep the wheels on their business, to keep everything afloat. And from that place, again, the manifestor gets trapped in this place of responding usually responding to fear within their own body or waiting for the inspiration through invitation, right? Okay, someone's going to invite me and then I might find that inspiring and then I can do it. 
And then they also, from that place, start turning to the market, start turning to those around them and responding to those around them so that they can keep up this hamster wheel and keep up this illusion of constantly being busy. So it's really important that manifestors are being given time to simply be bored, to allow themselves to breathe so deeply that when that spark ignites, it's a rapture through their entire business and body. And from there, they can be moved through the inspiration. Number two is surrounding themselves with environments that spark creativity and allow them to be amused for the universe. And this is where with my higher level clients, we begin to look at their actual environment type that is meant for them based on their design. And that is part of the primary health system. Now, I do not introduce that for anyone that's, I'd say, under two or three years into their experiment with human design. And the reason is if, for example, you are a cave and you move to a cave environment so that, right, you can see the mind so that you can be more successful in business, that's not actually alignment. And you'll likely meet more resistance from doing it because the mind's controlling more and more of your reality. I have a client in particular that is a market. And when she started selling physical products in a market, her business absolutely blew up. And there was just this rapture of peace and joy and flow of prosperity within her business. Now, it wasn't because we said you have to start selling physical products in a market if you want your business to work. Because again, that's control and a false illusion of control from the mind. It was a natural flow of her sinking deeper and deeper into her design and these one degree shifts that naturally led her into a market environment. And I know as a guide and as someone that understands the nuances, how to guide someone based on their energy. So supporting them in that development. And it was actually just after that she started the markets and being in the markets that she saw the module in business by human design in regards to markets. And she said, oh my goodness, I cannot believe this. My business blew up when I got into markets and I'm a market. And I laughed and I said, well, I know. And that's how the energy works. So being in environments that surround them in creativity and allow them to be somewhere that's really inspirational is so important. So if you are a manifester, it's not about now fixating on your environment within the primary health system, what I would ask of you is where do you find yourself to be most at peace? Where do you find yourself to be in an environment that supports you in your creativity or in receiving inspiration? For some clients, that might be a walk in nature. For others, it's painting. Allow yourself to be there and get bored there, going back to point one. And again, this is about allowing yourselves to receive the inspiration and be moved rather than constantly moving from the mind. And that kind of blah environment or an environment that is not inspirational for you or one that you've maybe even outgrown is the fastest way to create plateaus in a manifestor's inspiration and therefore their business. So this is something to keep in mind as well. Number three, which is a core foundational principle in how I guide my manifestors, is informing your audience rather than just dropping products or services on your audience. Because of that closed and repelling aura, people can't really get a feel for you 
get a feel for manifestors the way they can other designs. And the reality is that we are in a world of 70% generators and manifesting generators are generators. So we are used to being around people that we can get a sense of, that we can almost taste their aura, we can feel where they're moving or where they're going. We don't get that with the manifester. So in business, keeping in mind that very likely about 70% of your audience is probably going to be generators, unless you're me, and then it seems to be primarily manifestors. <laughs> keeping that in mind, bringing people into the process is going to be so important. And it's not about hyping up your products or hyping up your services, because people really don't buy from hype. It's about just informing. It can be as simple as a little bit of a tease into a product launch. And building that intimacy, which is so important, it's a core foundational principle I teach all my designs is building intimacy with your community and with your audience, building that intimacy through back and forth informing. Because the informing process is not just one way. It's not just I'm informing you. Allow your audience, allow your community to also inform you. And it doesn't mean then that you're simply responding to what they want and giving it to them. Allow that to inform your creative process. And these are all things we're going to be going really deep into within Innovators, the mastermind, because we will have that space for six weeks to go so deep into this. And it'll allow me to have my hands in your business as well to really help with those deep shifts. So this is about creating a movement to get behind. And it's really critical for massive success of the manifester that you are bringing us into your process and creating a movement for us to fully get behind and want to be on with you, want to follow you on. Number four, limit distractions so that you are not responding. This is so important. You are innovating. If you are responding to what everyone else is doing or responding to what the market's doing, you are not innovating, you are imitating. We want to keep you in your unique zone of genius as much as possible. And I find as you go, it gets easier to have those distractions around without being distracted. In the beginning, it might be a little bit more of a limitation of the distractions as you become more grounded in who you are and grounded in your unique genius. And something to keep in mind as well is many manifestors have been controlled since the time they were children. You know, parents controlled them by turning them into little generators then as manifestors grow, we really try to control, not intentionally, but by asking a whole bunch of stupid yes and no questions, which again is just feeding into the illusion that the manifestor is a generator. And a lot of manifestors get by and get fairly big success being imitations of the generator. And yet what I'm in inviting you into is how much more successful and how much more ease would there be if you were truly the innovator, truly innovating. So we've conditioned you very often unintentionally asking all these stupid yes, no questions, getting in your way. And then it feels almost defeating for the manifester. I find there's two variations that can happen with the manifester is it's almost this repressive nature that's like, learned helplessness almost, turning into the wallflower, and then the opposite end of that, which is bull in a china shot. Like, fine, just get out of my way. No one's going to control me anymore. I'm going to do what I want. That rebel without a cause, if you will. 
So the conditioned manifester is then not waiting for inspiration. They're waiting for people. Waiting for people to invite them, waiting for people to ask some questions, waiting for people to do things so that they can respond. And again, as you can see, that is not the true use of the manifester energy. You're not here to wait for people. In fact, it is a skill to develop bringing people into your world and cultivating intimacy because there is a little bit of that auric type where you're more connected like the reflector to the cosmos than other people. You're not really interested in other people. Naturally, the manifester, they're just not. You have the generator with that big enveloping aura that's pulling people in. You have the projector who is here to really take in the other on a very deep level. And you have the manifester who the only reason your existential question is, who do I impact? And so you know who to tell when you're going to do things. <laughs> so it is really an art and a skill to develop to bring people into your world. And it may not come naturally at first. And yet this is where your business is really going to boom. Because when you cultivate that intimacy, people want to be a part of your world. People want to see what you are initiating. People want to see and be a part of what you are innovating. So for the manifester to live out the fullness of their creative process in life, it's important that you follow, they follow strategy and authority. And their strategy is informing. The act of informing essentially, you know, gets people out of the way. Although again, from a business perspective, having the energy of just get on my way, I don't care if you're in or not, it's not going to inspire people to join them. And I see this error a lot with manifestors who are, not realizing how actually entrenched they are in the not self still. I see this a lot and they will quote unquote inform, but it's more of an energy of, I know what you should be doing. I have the answer and I'm telling you what you should be doing. And if you don't like it, just leave. And telling people what they should be doing is very different then informing of what is coming in your business, informing who you are, informing your mission, informing what you're innovating. And I hope you can feel that nuance there because it's a very important nuance. And I see this all the time with manifestors, especially when they first learn about what it is to be a manifester. Ross said it's almost more dangerous to have that little bit of information of human design because it gives more power to the not self. And the not self mind is going to say, I told you, we just go around doing whatever we want. And that's not correct. So again, bringing people in with you. Yes, the aura moves everyone out of your way so you can create, so that you can innovate. And you want to invite people into that process with you. So it's really important. And again, that's going to be a nuance that we're going over deeply in Innovators, the mastermind. I cannot wait. I know it might seem like I'm not incredibly excited, but it's because I am incredibly sick. <laughs> so you might have heard about, if you are a manifester, anger. Now, anger comes from the not self. It is a signpost that you are in resistance in some way, that you have something or someone that's interrupting your creative process, that's interrupting the innovation and inspiration that you're trying to bring forward. Now, Raw never intended for emotions to be negative <laughs> or to be avoided. And I want to add this in because anger is a completely normal emotion 
and reaction in life. And it's not about suppressing or avoiding certain emotions. What I invite you into is noticing when it's an actual normal emotion that you're having and reaction to something or as just being a human, having a human experience. And when it's that lightning bolt, wherein it's in response to having your creative process interrupted or in response to resistance in your business that maybe you just feel like you're in quicksand with and you can't get out of. There's a very big difference there and it's a nuance, of course. And again, it's not to say that you're always supposed to be living in peace because that is not healthy to always just be in positive emotions and it's not realistic. And a mentor I had at the International Human Design School had said something really profound and yet I had never really fully thought of at the time. When you cut off one end of the emotional spectrum, you're cutting off the equivalent on the other end. And life is not about living in the muddy middle. It's about expressing and feeling the entire range of emotions without becoming identified with them. And that's especially true for those that have an undefined or open solar plexus. Not only not being identified and becoming consumed by the emotions you are feeling, but not becoming identified and consumed with the emotions others are feeling as well. So it's certainly not that emotions are bad and avoiding or repressing one range of the emotional scale is going to avoid and repress the equivalent on the other end. So life is not about just living always in the high. It's about the full spectrum and emotional intelligence allows you to experience that without becoming identified with it. And this is also, okay, I'm not going to go there. Actually, I'm stopping myself because this is what we're going to be talking about in the mastermind. (laughs) I'm stopping myself there. We'll carry on. (laughs) You'll have to join me for where that train of thought was going for the innovators, the mastermind. So starting to really get curious about where that anger is coming from. Now, when we're looking at the generator versus the manifester, the generator is going to have an undertone of frustration. It doesn't really go away. It's just if it's amplified, that's something I'm aware of with my clients. For the manifester, there's really not an undertone of anger. Again, it's going to be that lightning strike that happens. Maybe you are working on a project, you're innovating something, and your kids and husband burst into the room, right? And they burst into the room and interrupt that innovative process and now you lost your train of thought and you get that bolt of anger that would be the not self anger because of an interrupted inspiration or innovation so again when we're looking at living in alignment with your design and creating a business in alignment with your design it's getting in touch with the body and what's happening in the body and getting curious about what's happening in the body we tend to live as almost disembodied heads hurting our bodies around. And we often believe that just learning more information about our human design will mean that we're embodied or in alignment. And it's often not the case because we're not actually bringing that information into the body so that it can be embodied and lived. There's a very big difference between knowing something and living something. So starting to get really curious about that and what's going on in the body is going to be really important. And of course, informing is such an important part of your process to help avoid those lightning bolts of anger. And that example that I used, which was an example from one of my multiple seven-figure spiritual entrepreneur clients, 
what we've done is she puts her schedule on the fridge. Everyone's aware of it. And she puts a sign on the door when it's no interruption time. And everyone knows she's informed them so that they don't barge in, interrupt the process and trigger that anger in her and that frustration in her generator children <laughs> and husband so that there is the best chance of everyone living in harmony and understanding how everyone's energy works. And again, when we're looking at this from a business perspective with manifestors, as I've already said, manifestors tend to be highly conditioned generators. And how this also looks in business is manifestors responding to what's happening in the market, responding to other coaches, and creating something from there. And that can also create anger for the manifester as well, because again, even if you're not consciously aware of it, it is interrupting your innovative process and it's not actually allowing you to innovate. So there is this aspect of when manifestors are operating from this energy in business, this almost frustration that develops because of the highly conditioned aspect of almost being a generator, this frustration that develops where you always feel no matter how much you make that it's just not it. There's just something missing. And again, it doesn't matter how much you make or the accolades that stack up. There's just something not right. There's just something missing. And it's because you truly are here to innovate. And the business death of any manifester is imitation as their entire design is based on innovating something and blazing a path for others. So if you're feeling that almost soul death within your business, looking at the theme that we've talked about over and over again in this episode, where are you imitating instead of innovating? And because manifestors are always impacting others, whether positively or negatively, you can immediately feel as a community member when there's inauthenticity or imitation in someone's marketing or brand. Because no matter what, the manifestor aura impacts others. So that can be positively when you are embodied and living your design and informing and innovating in the way that's correct for you and your energetics. Or it can be negatively if you are taking on, for example, the identity of a coach and you have a coaching business. And this has been the only time I've worked with multiple manifestor coaches that I've taken time off of working with manifestor coaches is I can tell right away when they are taking on someone else's identity and they're losing the soul of their business and they're losing the soul of their message. And of course, I always go back because <laughs> I love working with manifestors when they come back into their body. And one of my long-term manifestor mentors had recently come out and said that this had happened to her. And of course I knew, the community knew, because you feel it. You can feel when a manifestor is inauthentic. There's much more impact than other designs. And it's not to say other designs get a free pass if they're inauthentic. It's just that much more noticeable for the manifestors because no matter what, you are impacting others. So if you are a manifester that's here and listening, I imagine it's only manifestors, but you never know. <laughs> you probably can relate to what I'm about to say. And maybe you have felt frustration from being so deeply conditioned as a generator or maybe even anger in how you are continually fed mainstream strategies. And that might sound something like do your market research, see what your competitors are doing, fill in the gap, big no, no. <laughs> offer value, be consistent, 
have a freebie, and fill low ticket offers with high volumes of people. Now, I want to say no strategy is inherently wrong in business. I really don't believe that. And there are big gaps in approaching business like this for the manifestors, for the innovators. And you might have been able to notice as I was listing that off. If you're really attuned to what I've been saying so far, you likely caught it. Very often, market research and seeing what the competitors are doing is done to fill a gap. Filling a gap is not wrong. There's nothing wrong about that. The difference is what happens for manifestors is it puts you into responding. It puts you into waiting for the invitation. And often that gap is filled by what you are seeing around you rather than true innovation. So it's really important to start questioning everything you know to be true about business, marketing, and branding. This certainly does not mean that now you say, screw the audience, screw my community, I'm just doing whatever I want. It's you waiting for the inspiration, waiting for that spark to innovate, to create something different, to create something the world has never seen before. And for manifestors, it truly is about innovation, creating a new way, and allowing your natural edge to lead you, which is very different than responding to the market, looking for a gap to fill, and watering down your voice to fit mainstream marketing. You do not respond, you innovate. You do not look for a gap, you create a new way. And you do not fit into mainstream marketing your natural edge and auric type creates, literally creates and shapes what one day becomes mainstream marketing. Especially, oh my goodness, especially if you are a fifth line or you have the genius to freak line. It is just business death to be trying to fill a gap or imitate others. So you are truly the innovators. And innovation is about changing the way someone gets their needs met. Innovation is changing the way business is done. Innovation is about blazing a trail that's never been seen before. I was reading a quote and I actually added it to the sales page for the mastermind, which is so funny because I was just thinking of it in my head and I'll read it off to you guys here. Henry Ford once said, If I had asked the public what they wanted, they would have said a faster horse. And this also reminds me of Steve Jobs and what he created with Apple and the first iPhone, what he innovated from there. And I remember back to my first phone, the flip phone, and then the version of that that came from BlackBerry. And BlackBerry was a huge innovator originally in the phone space, the tech space. I live in just outside of Waterloo, Ontario, Canada, which is where BlackBerry was born. And they were huge innovators. And they created the BlackBerry and you had like a mini keyboard on your phone. And yet they couldn't keep up with innovation. They kept asking what the public wanted and trying to respond to that. They try to make these one degree shifts within their current prototype without innovating a new path forward. And that's really where Steve Jobs and where the iPhone gained that energetic edge was not asking the public, what do you want? Do you want a bigger keyboard? They innovated something completely different. 
Because if you had asked the public at the time, do you want just a glass screen where you tap on things? The public would have probably thought they were nuts. That's not innovation to ask the public what they want and give the public what they want. Because the public, as Henry Ford said, if I had asked the public what they wanted, they would have said a faster horse. Blackberry asked the public what they wanted and Blackberry faded away. I don't even know if it's still producing anything these days. It tried to keep up. It started trying to respond to the market and make edits and adjustments while still keeping its BlackBerry feel. It really didn't want to get rid of that BlackBerry feel and the keypad. And that was essentially their demise. Innovation is what keeps the market moving forward. And manifestors are literally the innovators. And you are at the forefront of that. And that's a must in business to keep your business moving forward. And when we're thinking about a business, for example, for a manifester that's growing and then hit, hits a plateau, I bring in for my clients that analogy of BlackBerry. Are you truly innovating, bringing forward something different? Or are you trying to ask the public what they want and make small adjustments? Because trying to do that will keep you capped at the $20,000 a month or $50,000 a month or $100,000 a month. It'll keep you capped where you are and your business might actually start going backwards. But when you give yourself the space, and this is a big fear for a lot of especially spiritual entrepreneurs is to slow down, to speed up. When you give yourself the space to get bored, to be in your creative flow, you're going to receive that inspiration and be able to innovate something rather than respond. All right, my friends, that's what I have planned for you today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're desiring to go deeper and you are a manifester, it is manifestors only, sorry, you can't come and creep the mastermind if you're another design. For manifestors only, I invite you into the deep dive within Innovators the Mastermind. So this is a high level six week mastermind for established entrepreneurs who are ready to drop the mainstream and begin innovating in their fields. And this is going to be a high intensive six week deep dive. So I'm asking if you say yes, if this inspires you, that you show up to go big and create something that the world's never seen before. So if you're listening to this on the day that this episode drops, which is on Friday, August 19th, you can join the VIP waitlist and get information before the public does. Otherwise, follow me on Instagram at I am. Ashley Brianna Eve or check out my website at ashleybriannaeve.com to stay up to date when we have the Manifestor Masterclass. So it'll be a paid masterclass in September, the beginning of September, which will lead us into the public launch of Innovators, the Mastermind. But I love giving something special to those that are early birds, something special to those that are already feeling that spark and that creativity and inspiration to join. So there are some bonuses by joining us on the wait list. All right, my friends, if you enjoyed this episode, I please do ask that the energetic exchange be you share this with your network. You share this, tag me on Instagram and I am Ashley Brianna Eve. And if you know a manifester that needs to hear this, please send them the link and let them know about the HD CEO Psyche podcast. Until next time, my friends. <laughs>